Good morning, beautiful people. I am a little bit late in this podcast. Um, I've just had a few things on this week that's kept me pretty busy. Um, some new business ventures that I'm super excited about. Um, but thought I would have this chat, I guess, on how we got into our IVF journey. I have a beautiful friend. She is just such an amazing woman and her and her husband um, deserve so badly to be parents. And it's just bringing back all those emotions that go through the process of going through IVF. It is such a grueling and not only emotionally but mentally, physically exhausting. And you know, you get comments of women, yes, women. Um women are so cruel towards each other when we really should be supporting and lifting each other up and we didn't think we would have to go through this process because I fell naturally pregnant twice um and this I'm just so thankful for science because we wouldn't have been able to have our beautiful miracle boy without IVF and comments from women such as, you know, if you can't fall pregnant naturally, not towards me, but other women I've been having a chat to going through their IVF journey as well. Um, comments such as, oh, if you can't fall pregnant naturally, why are you doing IVF? You shouldn't be having children. Um, I just couldn't believe it. And there's so much shaming towards women who can't fall pregnant naturally. I wish I could, but I can't now. Um, due to my PCOS now, I don't ovulate. And the frustrating thing is that I could fall pregnant naturally. Um, the first time I fell pregnant, like I mentioned I literally jumped off the pill. Within a month later, I fell pregnant and I miscarried with a missed miscarriage. So that's when my body didn't recognize that our baby had stopped growing, um, stopped growing at seven weeks, but the sac around our baby was nine weeks there was no heartbeat um and that was really hard to process because my husband was away at work at the time and it just happened so quickly because I didn't realize I was pregnant um It was funny because I was at my sister's wedding and I threw up the day we were starting to get ready. We were having champagne and, 
you know, maybe I hadn't eaten properly that morning. I don't know. I was nervous. You know, you get so excited. Your One of your baby sisters is getting married. And I felt fine. It was just I had no nauseous feeling. Um, it I just threw up. It was so random. <laughs> so random. Um, and then I threw up again that night eating. I thought, oh, maybe it was just something funny that I ate. Um, and then we flew back home. My husband had to go away. Um, and I was throwing up and I was having a chat to my mum, and she's like, Nelly, I think you're pregnant. I'm like, no, I can't be pregnant. I literally just came off the pill. Um, and I took a pregnancy test and yeah, pregnant. Um, and you just think that that's it done easy parts over with um I now am growing a human being I was so excited and my husband was just absolutely thrilled um because I was a bit worried because I had been on the pill for over a decade and then my morning sickness really ramped up really bad to the point I couldn't eat anything. My mum flew up from Brisbane to Darwin. We were posted to Darwin for three and a half years to look after me because Adam was going to be away for a month or so. Um, And she said, nah, you're not doing well like I really think you should fly down um, and I can look after you just for a couple of weeks before Adam gets home so I flew down and it was just the morning I literally couldn't eat anything it was really bad um, so I did just a, a scan the first scan just to check in and everything um, the ultrasound he didn't seem too concerned but basically gave it away just his face um looked a bit worried and so sent the skin off to my mum's local GP and that's when she said yeah you've had a missed miscarriage so your body hasn't recognized and I just fell to the floor I had my baby sister with me um yeah it was really hard because my husband was away and I had to call him and ring him up and tell him that I lost our baby um and so I was recommended to go to the hospital I think the next day to make the decision if I was to take a medication which would um, make me miscarry I guess naturally in a way or to have an operation where they clear everything out and I had my baby sister with me I think she was still doing her nursing degree at the time she is just the most level-headed I think out of all of us and I looked at her so scared I said baby I don't want to go into surgery like it freaks me out so bad going under and she said nah 
the medication that you're going to take, you will see everything come out. And the nurse said there is a chance that if nothing's cleared out, then you'll have to go under because you may have an infection because it hasn't all cleared itself out. So my baby girl, my baby sister just looked at me and held my hand. She said, Nat, I think the surgery is the best option. It'll just clear everything out and you won't have that high risk, I guess, of, of everything being stuck in. And I just got into that mind frame of just get it out. I just, I felt so let down by my body. I just wanted it out. And I felt horrible for feeling that way because that was our baby. Um, and so my husband couldn't fly home at the time because he was training on exercise and they made him feel so guilty or so pissed off with the defense force because they basically just told him, oh no, you know, if you go now, you'll miss out on this. And, um, they just made him feel so bad for leaving and so he didn't fly up. Um, yeah, totally not happy. That's defense life. Um, and then I guess we, we weren't trying as such. And I didn't know if I really wanted to go through that again. Um, but I definitely wasn't going back on contraceptive because it had just, I felt like it had just screwed my whole body up. Um, unfortunately my body took a while to recover from that. And I didn't have my first period until about six months after that whole operation. And so we decided that we just needed to get away from everything. It just really took a shock for both of us. And, you know, everyone around us was having babies and it just got me so low um, that we thought, stuff it, let's just go overseas, let's just travel for a bit and just experience life together. We had been at that time married for like four years. <laughs> I have to count on my fingers. That's bad. Um, and we still haven't had a honeymoon at that stage. Um, and the only time that my husband can really have off is around Christmas time because that's their down period. So we went to the States for Christmas, which was so much fun. Having Christmas day in New York was just the best. We saw snow for the first time. It was so awesome. And that was the first time my husband had been overseas as well. Um, so we went to like New York, we went to Canada, LA, um, and get this, we went to Disneyland. It literally is the happiest place on earth. People that tell you otherwise, they're just Grinches because my husband absolutely loved Disneyland. It was stuff for me because I love Disney, all the Disney princesses. And now that Star Wars um, is under the Disney brand as well, 
he had all his Star Wars stuff he could look at. It was just the best day. And luckily, I always pack sanitary um, pads and liners with me just in case um, because it had been such a long time since my period and we were overseas. I got my first period <laughs> at Disneyland. It really is the happiest place on earth. We just must have been so relaxed after everything we had been through the first time that my body was like, ah, you can relax now. Like it's fine. So we came back home and we thought, Hey, let's, let's try again. Um, unfortunately it was great. Woohoo. I got my first period. So excited. It wouldn't stop. It wouldn't stop. It was weeks. It was heavy on and off, just constant, heavy bleeding. I didn't know what was going on. Um, so went to a GP that I was recommended in Darwin. Um, I swear she does more talking than actual being a doctor. Um, she said, no, 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 it's fine. Like it's normal. Your body's just getting back to normal. Um, if you're really concerned, you can take metformin. Metformin is a medication that is typically used for people who are diabetic, but it is also used to help women, um, help with their cycles, um, with their periods, etc. And I was just like, great, more freaking medication. I was just so over it, but I think I took it for a couple of days. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to try something a bit more natural, see what happens. Um, it just wouldn't stop. It was so heavy. Um, so I found a second GP that I was recommended who specializes in women's health. And she was like, no, I'm not happy with this at all. I want to run some blood tests for you. We'll do some ultrasounds um, on certain parts of um, certain days of your cycle. Just so we can get an idea of what's going on. I had a really thickened lining and it was just going to keep bleeding and bleeding. So she said, look you're going to have to go in for another DNC. Um, I think it's pronounced dilet and cure it. So they scrape again. They just scrape everything out and get rid of everything. This is the last thing I really wanted to do. I just, I was so done having operations and I just wanted my body just to get back to bloody normal and my precious little boy has woken up yeah I'm gonna go get him <laughs> um I just wanted my body just to get back to normal again so I was so thankful that my husband was able to be home this time round, and I wasn't going into surgery on my own Look at your hair. <laughs> Good morning. You look a bit frazzled, my darling boy. Yeah, should we open up the blinds? Let some sun in. 
you slept for, yeah, nearly an hour. He has a very little sleep in the morning. Um, he's been up since about five o'clock in the mornings. I have no idea why. Um, your new wake up time. <laughs> um, so look, I just did it, got over and done with just to make sure everything was cleared out. And my period after that got back to relatively normal, I guess. Um, I was in still a bit of pain and I, at that stage, I think I started working on a healthier, I'm not going to say diet because I'm not on a diet, um, I guess looking after my health a bit more. So I started cutting out dairy um, just for my own beliefs and um, dairy um, isn't good, well, from what I've done my own research, I'm not a doctor in any way, um, for women who at this stage, I didn't know I had PCOS. Um, but I thought, look, I'll just cut it out. Um, hopefully that'll help. I also found some vegan omegas, which I absolutely swear by. And my pain started going away. It was still there, but it definitely wasn't as bad. Um, some months that I had my period. Um, oh, my little snuggle buggy. Ooh, my little snuggle bug. Um, so we started trying again. Um, I guess <laughs> when people say, are you trying? Yeah, that's lots of sex, guys. Um, and we were recommended um, and by another doctor um, to have sex like every three days. And you know how exhausting that is? It just, it, it's just like a, it feels like a chore and it's horrible to say, but, you know, we got to that stage where we're just like, look, we, we don't, we actually want to enjoy our time together. We don't want to be like, okay, we're just doing this to make a baby because it just completely takes the fun out of everything. Um, and so... I found out I was pregnant again in November 2017. Um, this was a very, very quick one. And I showed the stick to um, my husband and he looked at me. He goes, are you okay? And I'm like, I really don't know how to feel because we've been trying for so long and nothing was happening. Um, just by, I mean, we'd been trying since like eight months or something plus the second time around. Um, and nothing was happening. And I was like, look, let's just take it day by day. We'll just, we just didn't feel excited because we just didn't want to get that hurt again. We didn't want to feel hurt again the next day I went to work and I started having some bleeding I'm like no 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 no. this is not happening um I told my boss and she's like yep go um she's like you don't need to have an ambulance I said no 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 I'll just drive myself to ED it's fine um she knew about it um 
driving yourself to ED, literally blood gushing out. Sorry, guys, TMI, but this is the reality. Um, called my husband. I couldn't find his... I couldn't get in touch with him for starters. I was frantically trying to call his unit number. I didn't have his unit number for some reason. My phone had completely lost all the numbers. Um, <laughs> my sisters were trying to get in touch with a number to find a number um, through the defence. So they're ringing numbers in Canberra um, to try and get me to ED, to let them know that I'm going to ED. He found me. I was there waiting. Um, they did the scan quite urgently. They could see, um, I guess, I think it was like a bit of a suck there, but everything had literally just come out. Um, I hate blood. I can't stand the sight of blood. And knowing that I was pregnant, it just makes it 10 times worse. Um I can't even look at myself when I cut myself. Like, I hate blood so much. Um, they decided to monitor me overnight because they were worried it might have been ectopic. Um, for those who don't know at home, that's when it's stuck in the fallopian tubes. Um, again, the doctor were doing all these tests and they said, look, you may have to go into surgery to just have a look at everything and I was just like I'm done I'm so done and my husband looked at me he knew how scared I was and goes Nat that's it no more no more we just won't have children I can't have you go through this again because I could see the hurt because I was so hurt and obviously he wanted he wanted a kid just as bad as I did Luckily, I didn't have to go through surgery. My levels were dropping down to their satisfaction and we went home. Um, you just get so tired and exhausted and just done. You just don't know. It's so frustrating. Hospitals... You know, why Why isn't my body doing what it's supposed to do like every other woman that I know who's been able to fall pregnant so easily and I was just so angry at my body. The results had gone back to one of my doctors and she sat me down and she said, Nap, we found something in your blood work. It's called PCOS. And I was like, are you freaking kidding? Like, what have I got? It's polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, a lot of, I guess, factors that contribute to that. And not all women have it. So it's such things as weight gain, um, hair, because there is more testosterone in myself than there is estrogen. Um she basically, all she did was gave me a pamphlet and then said, here you go. This is what PCOS is. I'm like, oh, so you can't like, why did no one pick this up before? Like, I don't understand why I had to have a miscarriage for you to pick this up. Why was this not, why has this only just shown up now? Like, I don't understand. I had so much more questions than she had answers for. Um, 
And at this stage, I didn't know I could act like I didn't ovulate at this time. Um, so the only thing my gynecologist at the time suggested was, you know, go back on the pill to try and get things back to normal again. I'm like, I'm not going back on the pill. Like, no way am I going back on the pill again. That shit can just piss right off because I'm not touching it again. And I really feel it has affected my chance of having a baby for me personally. And so we just didn't really know where to go from there. Um, that's when the doctor suggested, you know, like intercourse every couple of days. And it's just like you lose that whole, I guess, that spark of you know, enjoying time with your partner and it just becomes such a chore in trying because that's all you're there for is to have have a baby. Um, And so... We were posting out... um, I think like towards the end of 2018 and we just thought like let's just take a year break like at this stage we didn't even look at IVF we just took a break um and thought okay let's just see if we fall pregnant again naturally and one month went by two more months went by before you know it it's nearly towards the end of 2018 um and you're just done it's just like so over it whatever like it is what it is we started we sat down we looked at adoption we looked at fostering um before we even thought about IVF um you know there's so many children out there that need a home and you know my husband was all for it he goes yeah perfect let's have a look at it um then we looked and sat down I thought okay let's look at IVF um the clinic's there's not a lot of clinics in Darwin that we were recommended that were really good. Um, the closest clinic, I think, from us was in Townsville. I'm not going to Townsville to have my IVF procedure done. Like, I'll have no one there. You know, there's no guarantee that my husband will be home. I'm not doing this on my own. So we knew we were posting out back to Brisbane um, by the end of 2018. So we thought we would start the process um, when we get back home because I will, would have had more support and a friend of mine at work, um, her sister used to work at one of the IVF clinics we used, um, her sister of a friend, I can't remember. Um, so we looked into it and it was amazing. They bulked bill because IVF, holy dooly, I can't believe how much, um, I know friends who have spent thousands and I mean, we still spent thousands of dollars. Um, and I would spend it all again to have, you're grinding your teeth so bad, Baba. Do you want some Panadol? Hmm? Would you like some Panadol? He's, oh my God, he's grinding so badly, huh? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, would you like some Panadol? And are we going to go to the shops? Yeah, we're going to go to the shops. You still look very tired. Yeah. Um, 
And so <laughs> we looked into it. Um, it's quite grueling at the start because you've got to do a lot of tests, um, blood work, ultrasounds for myself, semen samples for my husband, which <laughs> was, oh my God, so funny. Um, I don't know if I'm going to mark that in another episode or not, but that's a whole one on its own. Um, I kind of want to keep these episodes short um, as much as I can and I'm so they're not too long. Um, and that's when we started our process. So it's so grueling. And then they gave us our results and said that I don't ovulate. Um, that was just like, okay, why did no one pick up on this? Like, why? I, like, how long was I not ovulating for? Like, we've been trying for nearly a year naturally. Like, when did I stop ovulating? What has happened? Did I start ovulating with my second miscarriage? Like, all these more, again, there's more questions than we have answers for. Um, my husband's going to hate this, but <laughs> um, his sperm were fine. Um, according to the doctor, he had stud sperm. Um, so there was no issue there. And there's so much guilt with me going, oh, so like I'm the problem, like I'm the issue. And my husband's just so kind. He's like, nah, don't think that way. Don't ever think that way. Because we can, we now know what's going on. And we now have a way to see if they can help us or not. So that is all I have time for today. Um, my son's just woken up and he's grinding his teeth so bad. He really desperately needs Panadol. So that's where I guess part one of our IVF journey. Um, and I will talk to you on our next process of how the IVF works. Um, I was so glad that there, I had such a great community on Instagram. Bird, there's no bird. There's no bird. Um, who Of women who have gone through that process and I had so many questions. They really helped me understand the process. Obviously, each person is different on what they do on the treatment plan for each woman man um and that that was our next step so I'm gonna go and I will have a chat to you about that because that is such a long episode in itself is explaining that there's just so many intricacies with IVF thank you so much oh yeah no you can't have that and i will chat to you about that next week have a fantastic day we are going to go to the shops and get our food shopping and have a lovely day bye